This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Automakers are scrambling to make sure they have a supply of lithium as they race to ramp up battery production for EVs. And Renault just locked up the supply of lithium that will come from geothermal brine deposits in Germany. Signed a five-year deal with German-Austrian startup Vulcan Energy, which will supply Renault with 6,000 to 17,000 tons of lithium annually starting in 2026. In case you wanted to know, Vulcan also has supply deals with Stellantis and LG Chem. Ferrari shrugged off the COVID pandemic and chip shortage and posted strong earnings for the second quarter of the year. It sold 2,685 cars and brought in over a billion euros in revenue, which is better than it did in 2019. And it posted a net profit of 206 million euros, despite spending more on capital investments and R&D. In fact, things look so good that Ferrari reopened the Cavallino restaurant, which is right across the street from the factory in Marinello. There are a stunning number of changes going on in the automotive industry, and now Daimler AG is going to change its name. When it spins off its truck division later this year, it's going to drop the Daimler name and call itself Mercedes-Benz Group AG. Over the years, the company has been known as Daimler-Benz and even Daimler-Chrysler, and it sure is a shock to see it walking away from the Daimler name altogether. It says the name change emphasizes the focus on its car and van business. But what do you think? Did they really need to change the name? Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. The age of silicones began at Fokker more than 70 years ago. Whether you're looking for thermal management of battery systems or the protection of electronics, let your innovations be powered by Vocker Silicones. Visit us at Vocker.com. E-mobility powered by Vocker Silicones. A few weeks ago, we reported that EV startup Rivian is looking for a second location to open a plant in the U.S. Well, maybe that factory is going to end up in England. Reuters reports that Rivian is in talks with the British government to open a plant near Bristol. We're guessing that Amazon, which is a big investor that's going to buy 100,000 electric delivery vans from Rivian, wants to start using them in Europe. And making them in Europe avoids a 10% import tariff. Toyota is going to start making spare parts for the original 40 Series Land Cruiser, which was built between 1960 and 1984. Toyota met and talked with Land Cruiser dealers and fan clubs to figure out what parts have the biggest demand and need. And while it doesn't have a complete list yet, it will include engines, driveline components, and exhaust. It's even got a questionnaire on its website where customers can submit requests, which Toyota will use to determine the next round of parts it remakes. And we know some of you get bored with all the EV coverage, So here's a little something to get some gasoline pumping through your veins. The Copo Camaro is back for 2022, 
and it includes a new big block V8. The 572 cubic inch engine features a cast iron block, aluminum heads, forged steel crankshaft and connecting rods, four bolt main caps, and a forged aluminum pistons. A carbon fiber hood and wheelie bars come standard like all Copos, and pricing for the big block starts at $105,000, excluding tax, title, license, and dealer fees. There's also two other LSX-based small block engines available, and new for 2022, Chevy says it will not limit production. We wonder if that's because availability of the Copo is expanding. This release was also featured on GM's China website, which is very interesting. We'll look into this and have to report back. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Toyota is already making improvements to its new ICE race engine that runs on hydrogen, which we first reported on in April. It's a three-cylinder unit that's used in a race version of the Corolla Sport and first got track time in a real race back in May. But over the weekend, it competed in a five-hour race in Japan with one pretty big improvement, which really helped out performance. Engineers were able to reduce a number of abnormal combustion events and that increased torque by about 15%. It was also able to cut refueling time by about 40% from five minutes down to three. Toyota says it will continue to accelerate the development of its hydrogen engine through racing efforts. And on Autoline After Hours last week, we also talked about the opportunities for using hydrogen as a fuel in IC engines. Sujit Jain is the president of Powertrain Solutions at Bosch, and here's what he had to say. Uh, you know, I talked about hydrogen uh, fuel injection. That is a very interesting uh, technology solution where we see good future uh, for also leading to a CO2-free uh, world at the end. So, so uh, with hydrogen, you mean instead of having gasoline in the tank, you'd have hydrogen and just burn that in the engine? Hydrogen fuel injection, yes. Which would burn... Uh, extremely cleanly to, yes as opposed to hydrogen fuel cell which is also we are working on hydrogen fuel cell the energy density in uh, in hydrogen is uh, three times so for example one kilo of hydrogen can give me is equivalent to three liters of diesel in terms of energy i don't have a precisely the octane rating available to me but uh, that is how so hydrogen is a very good uh, viable solution Sujit Jain says it may take a while before we see IC cars running on hydrogen, but he says automakers are definitely interested in the idea because there would be zero CO2 emissions from the tailpipe. And as long as we're talking about internal combustion engines, let's end the show with this beauty. 
you're looking at a replica of a 1909 Curtis three-cylinder motorbike. None are known to exist, so the owner meticulously reverse-engineered this one from the original designs and specs. He even had to cast his own cylinder heads and carburetor bodies. Reportedly, the original was capable of doing 90 miles an hour, which would have been a stunning speed in 1909. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks for watching, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Vocker, creating tomorrow's solutions. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.